This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is valued. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Welcome to the Temple of God, Church of God in Christ, a word for you. Hi, I'm Pastor Henry Marbley. You may be in your car right now and you turn to this station. Let me tell you, it was a word for you. God meant for you to turn that channel. You may be at home right now, relax and sit back. We're hoping to take you on a journey through God's word that will bless your hearts and may make a difference in anyone else. Call them on the phone right now. You'll be shocked. How God will change your life to words, wonderful words, beautiful words, wonderful words of life. So God bless you. We hoping that you are attentive to this message. And I want you to sit back, get your spoon and fork out. It's going to be gravy. God bless you. God bless you today. I am so happy to be here with you on air tonight. And I like to talk today, if I can, about grace a methodology grace unmerited favor today we want to talk to you about grace because Paul said in Romans the first chapter I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation let's go real quick to Romans the 23rd or the 24th verse, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that I, that is in Christ Jesus. Now I'd like to go back to Romans the 8th chapter and go down to the 19th verse. And let's read just for a minute these two verses. Now we know that what things so ever the law says, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments is not a letter to um, climb up to heaven. You can't climb up to heaven with the Ten Commandments. So what the law says, uh, it says them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped, that all the world may become guilty, guilty guilty before God. When the law came, it came to pinpoint sin. It came to show us that we have a problem. The context of our own sorry state. Yeah, men refuse to accept that they are ungodly. Oh yeah, wickedness come from ungodliness. When you're ungodly, you become wicked, and we begin to do wicked things. So today, I want to talk about the condition first A man. That's what we got to do. Before we can talk about something good, we got to, to see the brightness and the beauty of grace. To see the brightness and the beauty of a diamond, you got to put it on a black velvet. 
then you can see the brightness and the beauty of that diamond. Before we can understand grace, we got to understand what this thing is all about. What is sin all about? Let's go real quick to um, St. John. We're going to go to St. John and we're going to the eighth uh, chapter and we're going to go to the we're going to go to the 21 or let's go up to the um, 19th verse. Jesus is talking to the scribes and the Pharisees. Then said they unto him, where is thy father? And Jesus answered, ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye would have known my father also. So I'm going to talk about four ways to die in your sins, first of all. Jesus was saying to them that, you know what? The first way you're going to die in your sin if you don't know me. Without knowing Jesus, he's the only way out. He's the way, the truth, and the life. The scribes and the Pharisees did not know Jesus, but yet these were the one to carry the, the Ten Commandments around. They kept the Ten Commandments and even added a few more commandments on to it. Now let's go to the 20th verse. These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple and no man laid hands on him because his hour would not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. You know what? The second way to die in your sins is to be religious, self-righteous, depending on your good works. The Bible said that our righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. The scribes and Pharisees had a problem. They depended upon their own good works. They depended upon keeping the law. But the Bible tells us in Romans, the eighth chapter, and that the law was weak through the flesh. The law was weak. We couldn't keep it. The law was sent there to show us and to pinpoint sin and to show us that we had a problem. It's not a letter to climb to heaven. We cannot keep the law. So the scribes and Pharisees, depending on their religiosity and religion, will not, will cause you to die in your sins. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he said, whether I go, you cannot come. The Jews said he must go into hell because we know we ain't. We're going to heaven. The Jews thought they were going to heaven. Yet they're speaking to God himself. They're speaking to the son of God there. So religion won't save you. If you're religious, Jesus said you're going to die in your sins. If you don't believe on the Lord, the first one, he said, Jesus said you're going to die in your sins. Then said the Jews, Oh, no, let's go to the 23rd verse. It said, and he said unto them, ye are from beneath, but I am from above. Ye are of this world, and I am not of the world. If you of this world, Jesus said again, and he said, therefore unto them, that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye be believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Three times he said that. Whenever they keep repeating something, you better start catching on. Whenever truth is reiterated like that, you better catch on. Jesus is trying to tell them that, hey, if you don't believe in me, you're going to die in your sins. If you're just depending on your good works, 
you're going to die in your sins. If you love the world, I'm from above, you from beneath, you're going to die in your sin. If you love this world, the Bible says, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. If this world is something that you hold it on to, you're going to die in your sins. He is no fool to give up something that he cannot keep for something that he cannot lose. Let's keep on reading. He said, therefore, unto them, unto you, that you shall die in your sins. Let's go down 25th verse. Then said they unto him, who art thou? Ignorance. My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish for ignorance. Jesus would let them know, you're going to die in your sins. You know why people, we got to realize that a sinful man, that we are, we do not have God in our lives. And not having God in our lives, it causes us to be vulnerable to sin. It, Jesus Christ is the only way out, y'all. He's the only way out of our sins. He's the only way out. Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. So someone asked the question, they said, how can I get to heaven? And the preacher said to him, well, if you want to make it to heaven, do nothing. And the man said, don't tell me to do nothing. You see, it's take believing on the Lord Jesus Christ to make it to heaven. The Bible said the wrath of God is revealed against all ungodliness. And he that holds the truth, this is in Romans, the first chapter of ungodliness. There in Romans is trying to let us know that God have a righteousness about him. He have a justness about him. And, and because he is just, he must punish sin. But because he is gracious, he punished his son, Jesus Christ, for our sins. Yes, it's so important to realize that we can't be saved without Jesus Christ. Let's go once again now to Romans. The third chapter. And now we want to go to the 22nd verse. No, let's go to the 21st. But now, because I want to talk about after we talked about the condition, we're in a condition. We're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And the law come to reveal to us that we are sinners. But now let's talk about the provision that God made through his son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins. But now, beautiful two words. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophet. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ. What saves us is not our faith. The faith of the conduit. The faith is, is an element to get to Jesus that don't save us. Some people have faith in faith. Some people got faith in God. Faith in God don't save you. Faith in Jesus Christ saves you. So by faith in Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, there is no difference. For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. What they're saying is that everybody have flaunted. Everybody have failed. Everybody get an F. There is nobody on earth that haven't flunked. We all have come short. We're midgets. We are, we all receive Fs. And there's no bringing up the grade. 
You know, people think today, well, if I do enough good works, maybe God would allow me into heaven. Or maybe if I um, try harder, if I try harder to do right good things or righteousness, or if I try harder to bring my grade up, that you can't bring your grade up. There, you can work all the rest of your life until the day you die trying to do good works and trying to, whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. You can't bring your grade up. We're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. When you were born in this world, you received the F. And as you go through life, you have an F. Even when you come to Jesus Christ. You literally still on your own when you begin to stop leaning on him and looking towards him, you keep you have an F. The only person have an A is Jesus. Jesus is the only one that appeased the wrath of God. He's the only one that pleased God. On the cross, he said, it is finished. He completed the work. He was the perfect sacrifice. He was everything God wanted in a man. Jesus appeased him. He got an A. And the A that he got, what he does with that A is replaces that F with the A. And I, what I like about it is that he just don't replace the A, the F with the A. He gives it to you before class starts. You get an A before you go into any class and begin to do your subjects and begin to do the things that you got to do in life. God gives you the A once you first come into class. You get the A. And when you get that A, it follows you through the rest of your life. If you depend on Jesus and trust in him, when you get to heaven, he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Because why? Because Not because of anything you done, but because of what my son did on Calvary and you, re you accepted him. When you come to the Lord, you got to realize that there's nothing you can bring. When you come to him, you come to him with only an F. That's why when I ever pray, I always say, I come to you with only one plea. That your blood was shed for me. When I stand before God, I don't want to stand before God trying to merit anything or trying to say, look back at all the good things. I, I would have come with only one plea. That your blood was shed for me. Let's go back to the 24th verse, being justified freely by grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Justified freely by grace. This is, that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. I'm watching all these motivated preachers and people preaching about prosperity and all this stuff. But I found out that we need to preach the cross. We need to preach the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection. That is the good news. That is your joy. That is your happiness. People everywhere looking for happiness, but don't they only can't they only see it only come from above? There's only God is the only happiness you're gonna ever find is gonna be in Jesus Christ. So let's go on down to the 25th verse. Whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood. The Jews understood that real good. Because when during the Passover, they had to put the blood on the door and the death angel passed over. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. To declare his righteousness 
for the remission of sin that are that is passed through the forbearance of God. You see, God, though, we're not righteous. He justifies us, but he don't really make us righteous. He declares us righteous. It's going to take the rest of our life and until Jesus transforms us in a moment and a twinkling eye and this mortal put on immortality and this corruptible put on incorruption until death is swallowed up into victory. I hear so many people say that I'm good and I always try to say if there's nobody good but God. The rich young ruler ran to Jesus and said, good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And most of us come with that same scenario. Then we come with our currency. We come with our abilities. We come with what we think is good and what we think is bad. But Jesus stopped him in his tracks and said, why do you call me good? There's no man that is good but God. It was easy for Jesus to say that I am God, so you were right. I'm good. But because you came to me this way, I got to let you know in a man there is no good. And, and your goodness is not going to qualify you for heaven. So the rich young ruler said, well, he said, keep the commandments. And the rich young ruler looked at him and said, I done kept them all my life. Look at me. I'm such a great guy. The problem is Jesus knew he didn't keep them all because Jesus was the commandments. He is the law. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same within the beginning with him. All things were made by him. So Jesus is the word of God, so he knew he didn't keep the commandments. And Jesus said to him, okay, sell all you have. I know you got a problem. You got a problem with the last commandment, covet. Then thou shalt not covet. And the rich young ruler became sad. And he walked away because he realized, and this was all about going to heaven. This was all about good message. What must I do to go to heaven? What must I do? I got news for you. What must you do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ because there is nothing you could do to get to heaven. The rich and ruler had the wrong idea about the, the commandments. The command, the Jews in the second chapter of Romans had the wrong idea about the commandments. They were all hard on the, on, on the Gentiles. They were so mad at the people that were the uncircumcised, upset with the Samaritans, Upset with anybody that didn't keep the Sabbath day, anybody that did not keep the, the Decalogue, the Mosaic laws. They was upset with anybody that did not keep the Pentateuch and, and get into the scriptures and get. And they even when Jesus came on the scene, they tried to tie him up in things. They uh, they did not understand that Jesus had to let them know. They asked him one time, they said to Jesus, they said, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and thy neighbors as thyself. And they still couldn't even figure it out. And they just studied the law. The first one, love the Lord thy God, deal with the first four commandments. And the love your neighbor as yourself, deal with the last six of the commandments. And so they had to realize that the only way that they could keep the commandments, Jesus summed it all up. You can't keep the commandment. So the only way to keep the commandment is love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's the only way you're going to be able to ever keep the commandment. And you can't even do that without me. Without me, you can do nothing. It was easy for him to say that to 
the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees had a problem with the, the, the Gentiles because the Gentiles, but then Jesus turned around and told them, and Paul told them in that verse, he said to them, he said, the Gentiles does by nature that which is contained in the law. The problem is you got the law and don't even realize the law having it makes it worse for you. Because you have something you can't even keep, and yet you're knocking people in the head. It is so important. So we dealt with the condition. Men is in darkness. The velvet that the diamond sits on reveals how beautiful the diamond of grace is. We first have to show people that they're in their sins that man is wicked by nature. If we go to Romans, the eighth chapter, it talks about it a little bit, and you need to get that out and read it for yourself. It talks about how we are open sepulcher. It talks about no man seeks after the Lord. It talks about how people need Jesus because we are sinful by nature. So the condition of man. Then we talked about the the, the, the thing, the fact that God have given us a way out through the propitiation, which was Jesus Christ, the atonement, his blood. Now I want to talk about real quick the decision, because if you don't make a decision to serve the Lord, that we cannot be saved. Now, after hearing this, we got to first realize the Bible said when you come to the Lord, you got to confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead and believe in your heart. And the Bible said, thou shall be saved. When Jesus, when Peter preached on that wonderful day after the Holy Ghost had failed, if they were pricked to their hearts when he said to them that ye are the ones that crucified the Lord and you are sinners. And when they realized that they made a decision, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be baptized and thou shall be saved. We got to remember our condition that we're sinners we got to remember that the blood is what saves us. Then we got to make a decision that I am going to believe it. I'm going to receive it as mine. I'm going to own it for myself. I'm going to accept the Lord into my life. Believe on him in your heart. And the Bible said, thou shall be saved. With the mouth confession and made unto salvation. With the heart man believes unto righteousness. So today I'm asking you. If you would you make a decision today to give your life to Jesus Christ, he is the only way out. He's the door. No man enter but by him. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. It's a narrow road to go to heaven. And he said that if you come my way, you'll never thirst. You'll never hunger. I am meeting deed. It's important to you today to make this decision to give your life to Jesus Christ. I gave my life to Jesus. What about you? I said, Lord, I need you. This is all that I could give. I gave my heart to Jesus. What about you? God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Marbley. It was a kind of a tight message, but did you give your heart to Jesus? That's the most important thing that could happen after a message like this. God's grace is very important to us and is there for you. God don't save through love. He saves through grace as unmerited favor. And you need to give your heart to Christ. Pastor Marbley taught a pretty tough message, but those messages are there to invoke something in you 
to make you want to change, make you want to make a difference. Let God do a difference in your life so that you can make a difference in others' lives. Give your heart to Christ. That's what this program is all about. First things first, getting you saved. After you get saved, then we're going to teach you the precepts of Christianity, the precepts of Christ. So give your heart to Christ. And when you do that, I would like you to call Pastor Marvin at 313-263-1725. That's 313-263-1725. This is the Word for You broadcast. We're here to help you. We're here to encourage you. We're here to inspire you. We're here to cause you to make changes in your life. Give your heart to Christ. He'll do it for you. We really know what he's done for us, and we just want to see the same thing for you. Now we have an announcer coming up in a few seconds. This is Minister Jeff Marbley saying, God bless you and heaven smile upon you. This is the Word for You broadcast. God bless you. You have been listening to the Word for You broadcast a teaching ministry from Pastor Marbley and the Temple God Ministries, located at 9392 Mac Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48214. Are you in need of prayer? Feel free to call us now at 313-424-3065. Again, that number is 313-424-3065. We hold weekly services promptly at 12 noon every Sunday. We cannot stay on the air without your help. Donations can be made out to Temple of God Ministries, 9392 Mac Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48214. Please support this broadcast as we proclaim the Word of God. And please support our feeding and track ministry as well. Thank you in advance. This program is sponsored by the Temple of God Ministries.